Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Welcome to the show, everybody. You know, I got to tell you, we're going to have to change the opening because we say in the opening that uh, um, evolving conversations, or, or, yeah, one conversation at a time, something like that. But we also need to do it involving people. Uh, one conversation at a time because our guest today, her name is Kate, uh, Kate Hart, uh, Kate uh, Hartsong, and she is an incredibly talented young lady. Um, she's an author, she's a confidence coach, she's a speaker, a Reiki master and teacher, a workshop facilitator, and a personal finance coach. And she'll support you in any way that you see fit that you need, you need help from her. So uh, she's also written a couple of books and we're going to talk about those today as well. But first I have to welcome Kate to the show. How are you young lady? Oh, I'm wonderful. And thank you, Kevin. It's such a joy and really an honor to be here with you. And I'm so excited about this show, what we're doing today. Well, me too. Me too. We're going to talk about a wide range of things. But first of all, let's talk about you. And that is how did you become who you are today? And understanding it's an ever-evolving process. And we're all continuing to move forward in our life. And uh, But you are in a place that from what everything that I can tell is really good. And But how did you get to this place? A lot of people would like to know. Absolutely. And I share this because it, I, I'm so passionate about inspiring others to know it's possible to make change and to transcend. Um, I won't go into too much details, but as a child, there was a lot of trauma and awful dynamics. Plus, I also, I lost a lot of my hearing when I was two years old. I, I was a curious toddler and I actually fell out of a window about um, one and a half stories high. Oh, wow. Thankfully, I landed on, on grass. But my mom told me there was cement on either side. And I, I feel like I was so, so taken care of landing on the grass. But it did result in losing most of my hearing. And when I was young, as a child, I was so ashamed thinking there was really something wrong with me. I have this hearing loss and there I am not good enough. And I had loads of shame and no self-confidence. And during you know that, that time I didn't have hearing aids. They didn't have the type of hearing aids that would support the nerve loss that I had. So all through my um, grade school, middle school and high school, I did not have hearing aids, and it caused a lot of misunderstanding. People thought I was conceited or they thought I was weird, and I didn't have the courage to tell them I had a hearing loss. So in when I got out of high school, I decided I'm going to see if there's some hearing aids I can get, and I did, and it made such a difference. In my early 20s, I discovered you know, there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration, a lot of shame. I saw other people be happy. And I thought, why am I so unhappy and frustrated and anxious? I decided to take the bull by the horns and make a shift in my life. And it took many years. 
that I took self-help classes. I had psychotherapy, um, read a lot of self-help books, did a lot and worked also. That's when I started my spiritual path. And over time became more confident, recognizing and had internal awareness of why did I show up the way I did? Why was I so unhappy? And to start shedding the false beliefs I had about myself. And in time, oh gosh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, little by little, gaining so much more confidence, recognizing the good of who I am. Uh, I'm no better, I'm no less than anyone else, but I am here just like anyone else (laughs) to offer their gifts and skills. And so in time, I've just become much more empowered. And this is precisely why I love and I am so passionate about helping people to know it is possible to make change. You know, Kevin, it feels like 10 lifetimes ago, the other person I just described. And I'm grateful that I was able to transcend it because I'm here now to do my work to let others know it is possible to make possible, you know, that make that change. So that's a little bit about my background. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm glad that that technology is caught up and that you're mm-hmm. able to use um, um, artificial means to improve your hearing uh, yeah. because what it's important to be able to listen, especially mm-hmm. in the work that you do, to be yeah. able to listen clearly. And it's, it's really is important. But mm-hmm. I want to focus in on the changes that you made in your life because you were not happy. Um, you were... And it was a difficult time. Was there a particular moment when you said, all right, enough of this. I'm tired of this. We're going to now, I'm going to go in search of who I really am. It's it's becoming a focal point of the show is that everyone at one point or another in life, regardless of how much money you have or your love relationships or or your family situation at one point you're you look in the mirror and say all right why mm-hmm. am i really here what am i really here to do i yeah. want to go find out before it's too late a lot of times that happens in their 30s or 40s mm-hmm. sometimes in their 50s and 60s but yeah. it always happens yeah well, when was it for you honestly i can't remember specifically the exact moment But I do remember in my early 20s when I was in college, I think it was a junior or a senior in college, again, experiencing a lot of frustration and anxiety and witnessing and seeing people outside of me who were happy, they were enjoying themselves and not like they were like that all the time, but that was their general mode of operation. And I recognized mine wasn't. And I had such physical as well as emotional uh, upset. So I knew, you know, I had to have a change. And I did, like you described, it's like, I have had enough. I am making a change. And I know it's possible. Actually, at the time I was studying psychology. (laughs) So I was like, oh, it is possible to make change. You had some inside knowledge about about (laughs) making, making the types of changes that you needed to make to live your life. And I'm so glad you did because you are in the process of being able to help people in a myriad of ways. 
um, be it from energy work or uh, the writings that you do, instilling confidence in people. Just there are just so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. When do you have time to do it all? Yeah. <laughs> It is a challenge sometimes. I, I, I have the tendency to spread myself too thin. So uh, I am a Reiki master and teacher, but one of the things I am not actively promoting, bringing in clients for Reiki, uh, I, I just don't have time for that. But I offer classes when people, when it organically comes up. So that's kind of on the side, but it's still very much who I am. And then I do just create the time on what I'm, my inner guidance tells me, and that is to be more now promoting my book, learning how to market and to promote my book. So I'm really focusing on that. And I'm also continuing to have coaching clients because I love coaching and I love empowering women. So I I guess it's a matter of, you know, being disciplined and, oh, creating a schedule. Sometimes things will pop in that's like, oh, my guidance tells me I need to do this. I'll put this to the side. (laughs) Kind of a, you know, learn as we go. Experience teaches us how can we balance everything. But I do have to be careful because I do tend to take on too much. (laughs) As as a lot of us, a lot of us do that. that Because you see so many areas that need some change. Yeah. You'd like to take on as much as you can. Um, Let's talk about the concept. It's not really a concept, I guess, but a lot of people are um, resistant to the idea of inner guidance. Mm. Um, there is actually a voice and that that's in your head, that's in your heart, that it helps you guide your way through this life. And a lot of people poo-poo that and, uh, and say, no, that's not real, you know, but it is real, isn't it? Oh, it is totally real. And I would be willing to bet that everyone has had an experience of that push inner guidance, the voice, that pull. And if we follow it, we will actually find that life will flow with us much easier. Um, There's a story I love to share when I was, um, oh gosh, I think it was about 20 years ago. I was on a singles group weekend camping trip. And I left early on Sunday morning to go back home. But before I did, I thought I'll take a hike. And I wanted to take this beautiful hike in this area in Colorado um, that has a marble quarry. So I went down by myself on a Sunday morning, very confident, very, you know, I can do this by myself. I'm not fearful. I'm walking on the trail and about one minute later, these two men are coming out in the opposite direction, walking towards me. And I'm friendly and I just say hello and hi. And they pass me, they kind of look at me strange. And about, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds later, I got the strongest, most distinct feeling and message, inner gut, my inner guidance, that's that get out now. Don't take this hike, you must leave. 
And I'm like, for about half a second, I'm like, yeah, I really wanted to take this hike. But uh, that push was so strong. I knew I needed to listen. So I turned around, went back to my car. Thankfully, my car was okay. They didn't slash the tire. But I saw them and they gave me this creepy look. I got in the car and I started driving away. And I know within myself, the uh, intuition was telling me if I hadn't left, something really bad would have happened to me. I would have been probably raped and killed. So I want to really encourage people to know there really is a reason that we have that in, inner guidance. And it may be poo-pooed, but just an invitation for anyone to recognize if there is that feeling, we may or may not know what it's for, but if we follow it, we will see there is a positive result. There always is. Have you have you noticed that over time, the more you listen to it, the louder it grows? Um, for me, not louder, but more uh, of a, for me, it's a, a stronger knowing of it. Ah. It's a stronger knowingness of it. Maybe it's not so much always a voice in the head. Sometimes it is like that gut feeling. That's why they, <laughs> that's why they call it that gut feeling. It's like, God, I feel something in my gut. Some people hear it in different ways, and we may get a chill all over our bodies. Or, But for me, yes, um, it is uh, more of a, a clear knowing. Oh, yes. And then to develop the trust. That took me a long time. But I encourage people to know it is possible to come to trust that voice. And, and may I share how we can do that? Uh, yes, please do. Because if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust? <laughs> That's so true. And it really is so important to trust ourselves. But it may not come easy. I, I'm going to digress briefly before I share a distinction on how we can trust ourselves. Um, I used to be in a really, uh, my mode of operation was not to trust myself and not to trust others. Um, for various reasons, that's what I was conditioned for. So it took me a while to come to trust. But something I'll trust is to recognize if I am making a decision on something and I'm going to make that choice, See what the outcome is. If it came out okay, chances are you can trust you made the right decision. When we do this enough times, when we have that experience over months, over years, we're just going to have that awesome, wonderful cumulative effect of, yeah, I can trust. All of these times I've made these decisions, they came out okay. Same with our intuition. If we can follow the intuition, all of these times when I did, oh, it came out better than I expected. So here's what we can do to distinguish what is the inner voice or inner guidance versus, oh, it's just ego. Oh, maybe it's my fear. <laughs> uh -huh. And this is very typical for everyone. We all go through it. I did too. And I still do sometimes, but I'm in a place of awareness to catch it. If it is ego, if it is fear, it's going to be demanding. The tone of voice is going to be rude 
or demanding or controlling or putting you down. Oh, you're stupid. You really should do this. Or it just doesn't feel good in your body. Versus if it's true inner guidance, it's loving, it is calm, it is not demanding, it is just simply telling you a fact. The message I got on that hike was, get out of here now. And it was calm, but it was strong and firm. So messages can come in many different ways, but really the distinction between the calmness, the gentleness, the supportive tone of voice versus the angry or demanding or controlling. And it may take a little while to distinguish between the two. Maybe, maybe not. But that's a really good way to distinguish between the two. Oftentimes, if it's something that is uh, either in your destiny or it's something that you should do or they're inviting you to do, it can come with a a good feeling about it. Yes. Oh, thank you. I meant to bring that up too. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, really, actually you read my mind. I'm like, oh, I meant to add. The other thing is the feeling. So what is the feeling? Is it a gut feeling? And it can very well and often is a feeling in the physical body. It could also be chills. But thank you. That's an important point. It's not always a voice. It could be just a feeling. How do we feel when we're alive? When we're feeling great, beautiful weather, I'm on top of the world. We feel really great versus the feelings of not being happy, the frustration, anger, whatever. Let, let me give you an example of how something can be you think is going right and then you think it's going well let me explain um it um i've been i've been asking my guides and and through prayer and meditation and those things that that i really need uh, i really would prefer that positive talk radio made uh, a living for itself so that it can continue and so one of the things that I've been doing is asking for, well, how do I go get sponsorships and how do I go about uh, growing the brand so that it can flourish and I can get the word out so that more people can listen to us, even though more people are listening all the time, but even more people than that, uh, so that it can have an, an impact. Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> And by the way, before I continue that story, uh, Holly Holly uh, is tuning in. She's in tuning in to get your our uplifting vibes for the day. I promise, Holly, we will get there, uh, and we are we're there now actually because it is important that we follow our heart and follow what we're doing. But there can be a time when you ask for something and it shows up, and you think it shows up. And then you start doing the research for it, and then you're not sure that it showed up. And then you're then you're vacillating back and forth of, yeah. is this what I should do or what I shouldn't do? Especially when the energy of money is involved. And yeah. so it's like, do I do I expend this and trust that this is coming from my guides and that they brought these people here to help me do this, or do I do as others would do and say? 
use your due diligence. And at mm -hmm. the end of that time, if it works and if at the end of that time you can still feel good about it, then mm -hmm. you are your, um, you're, you're better off than if you, um, just either jump off a bridge and, mm -hmm. and spend the money or, um, completely deny it. Would is, is so guidance here, uh, Miss Kate, if you would, how would you handle that situation? Would you take the first part and jump off the bridge or mm -hmm. would you do believe that it's coming to you, but do your due diligence? Because I would like to believe that everybody's out there for the common good, but when money is involved, sometimes it just ain't so. Yeah. And I so relate to you, Kevin. I, I've been there many times. And even recently, something that I've been wanting an answer for, and I've been asking my guides, please give me clarity. Give me a message that's so clear that I know. And I haven't gotten the answer. And I'm like, hmm. And so I have actually, just in recent weeks, focused even more I mean, I knew of this before, but in recent weeks, I've been focusing even more of, well, how is my body feeling right now? Am I in a place, I'm going to try to describe, um, sometimes experiences are hard to describe and put into words, but I think everyone can understand if I'm, if they are feeling good and they're feeling in a place of calm or maybe just a high feeling of feeling great and gratitude. It can be explained in so many ways, but for me, having a sense of peace and a sense of expansion, my aura is expanded, helps me to affirm that, yeah, I think this is the right decision. And something I also recently discovered for myself anyway, is okay, I'm focusing on this particular thing that I want to make a decision on. Is anything neg negative coming up? Am I feeling like there's a red flag coming up? Is there consistency in the calmness of how I feel? So I am very well aware of not just my physical body, but my emotional and mental perspective and spiritual perspective. I hope that makes sense. It's that, that is at least for me how I have been now trying to answer the question, should I go forth or not? In my personal opinion, I think it's great to do due diligence and do the due diligence from heart. Try your best not to be so much in the head. It's good to have the mental. It's good to think about it. I think it's important to do due diligence, but doing it from a place of heart, from our heart, and from a place of love. If we can be from a place of love, doing our due diligence, and if we can be in a place of love when we are kind of evaluating or asking, well, what should I do? Paying attention to how we feel, that's going to reveal much more. And if and you can help, you can even experiment with, uh, well, how do I feel if I'm in fear? You know, I, I have my times of fear, just like anyone else. I've definitely plenty. 
but I'm much more aware of it. So I will be able to circumvent it faster. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, think it's something. Then, the, then there's the other way, which is me, which is I have a tendency to believe that if it's being brought to me, it's being brought to me for the good of all. And yeah. it is it is being brought to me by my guides. And they're saying, here, this is a gift for you. Yeah. And sometimes I jump and it turns out that it's not a gift for me at all. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just but it just depends. And and so yeah. so I think I think you're right. Um, approach things with complete optimism and joy and gratitude that they came to you, but do your due diligence because there are people out there that are, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about like a small amount of money. We're talking about $9,000. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about a big deal. And, yeah. and so you have to be, and I'm learning this at the tender age that I am, yeah. that you, that you can't trust everybody. Right. Um, and which is which is really sad, which I'm yeah. glad we're talking today because your belief structure in the book that you've written, which is called Humanity's Cry for Change, is helping us understand how to navigate through it and to end that and that we are hopefully changing for the better. Mm -hmm. um, describe what made what decided you to write the book. And uh, I, I haven't read it yet, but I believe it to be a powerful force for change in the world, for positive change. Thank you. And I thank you for those kind words on the book. About 20 years ago, I, in deep meditation, of one particular deep meditation, I was feeling and sensing some words coming to me. They were very loving, very kind, very gentle. And I had this, this feeling I should grab a pen and paper. So I started writing word for word. And I got this beautiful message for myself. And I was like, wow. And then I really, at the beginning, I doubted this. I thought, is this my ego or is it my intuition? Is this my angels? <laughs> Who's talking to me? <laughs> and uh, with many, many weeks following, I would continue to receive this. And then I started getting acclimated to the process of it. And I had to go through within myself to learn to trust it. And I did come to trust it. I was told that it is a number of angels and they call themselves uh, Archangel Michael along with other angels. And I am so deeply grateful for the incredible messages I've gotten. And over time, additional messages I knew were not just for me, but they needed to be shared with the world. So I published my first book in 2010 called Deeply We Are One. And this is really, in essence, recognizing our greatness, embracing it, and in doing so, we can then better recognize the greatness in others and understand the interconnectivity and oneness of life. About three, four years later, oh, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to stop you there because that was in 2002 when I had my uh, decision that I wanted to learn about more spirituality and, mm -hmm. and different things I was, and these, we were talking about things being brought to you. These books were just brought to me. The, the universe just said, here, 
read that. And uh, uh, the first one was uh, Journey of Souls uh, oh. by Dr. Michael Newton, which is a cataclysmic piece of work in my life. And then the next one was Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God. And in in the first book, Conversations with God, he said something, or God said something. Whoever was writing it at that moment said <laughs> something that that uh, I'd never heard before. I, I grew up a Lutheran. I didn't hear it in church. I didn't hear it on the playground. I didn't hear it in the workplace. I didn't hear it anywhere. And then, and so I read it and stopped and read it again and said, that's for four little for four little words that is absolutely the most profound thing i'd ever i'd ever i'd ever read mm -hmm. and it was we are all one mm -hmm. yeah and the same thing that you wrote here and the angels gave you that message which was we are all one yeah and we as a people as as humanity need to approach it that way because that is the ultimate truth. Oh, yes. Yes. And there's a reason why so many teachers and authors are coming out with this phrase, we are all one. We are all interconnected. It's time to rise into consciousness into the new earth. And, um, and that's a powerful message for us to start learning and acclimating to. Well, um, and there really is, we really have no we're coming we're running out of options is what we're doing mm -hmm. and we really need to and people like you and people like me one of the reasons why i do this show primarily is is so that i can get that message out and to have people like you you have any idea how many people are getting the same message at the same time I mean, of course you do you've written the book about it mm -hmm. yes and many people are hearing the message some from me, some from others. And it doesn't matter. If they don't get the message from me, they will get it from somewhere else. Yes. My my desire is that people just get the message. I would love to be the one they receive it from. And if they resonate with another, that's great. But it's essential, like you said, we have to survive. In order to survive as a species, we must have uh, understanding that we're all interconnected. That's actually one of the key messages of my newest book. So when I wrote my first book about three years, four years later, all this beautiful messages came through, which turned out to be my second book, my latest one, Humanity's Cry for Change. And this is where, yes, like you pointed out so well, Kevin, the, the, um, the essential, it's a clarion call. It's like urgent. This should have been done 100 years ago. Well, 50 years ago, 20 years ago. We need to step up to the plate. And there's some key concepts that this book shares that must be taken on individually and globally for us to survive as a species. And one of those key concepts is what you brought up that we really do understand and live by and embody that we are all interconnected. And it's easier said than done. We need to have that experience of understanding the interconnection of life. But there's a couple of examples that uh, might help people. One is, you know, we've all probably experienced 
thinking of someone, someone we hadn't thought of for a long time, they suddenly pop into our head. And sure enough, a little bit later that day, they call us. <laughs> right. Or we walk into a room and we can feel the, the negative vibes of two people who have just fought. You know, we can pick up on that. It's not something we see, but we feel it. There's going back to the whole thing of feeling. Or how about if we see a, I love a, seeing birds flying in unison. What is it that causes the birds to be able to turn at exactly the same time to fly in unison? And so I encourage people, if they want to better understand interconnection and oneness, to be in a place, if they can, of open heart and see how, how do they connect with others when they are with open heart. And it feels good, right? Mm -hmm. Versus uh, being all closed up. I've got my arms fold up. I'm really upset. My heart is closed. There is so much less connection that way. Now, maybe someone is upset with someone and they have their heart closed. But contrast that to how does it feel when the heart is open? Then that can be another way to try to work with and just kind of get a feel on what it's like to feel that interconnection. I, I agree. And I would even go so far, Kay, just to say that message is well over, I believe it to be well over 2,000 years old. Yes. But Definitely. it has not taken root because mm -hmm. it's counterproductive to the idea that I, it's counterproductive to the ego. Yes, it is. Because the ego says, I'm powerful. I need to make more money. I'm going to be better than you. Yes. My tribe is better than you. We're going to wipe you out because you're not as good as we are. And, and though, you know, so that is something that we are, that we've been struggling with for, for, all of humanity's time here yes, uh, and we don't recognize it but and all the great leaders of our time be it buddha jesus muhammad name them all they've all had a message of uh, yes. be kind to one another and we are all one yes um, and so okay. we as a group we need to understand that and and that's why that message still comes through to people like you and so many other people that i've talked to Mm -hmm. um, and it's important. It but, is. So we must continue to do that. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. It, I feels like so, I'm so honored to be the messenger of my book, Humanity's Cry for Change, because it does create a ripple effect when we do recognize the interconnection of life. Um, it helps us and it helps people. There's a beautiful ripple effect, like I said. Um, there's also the, it, the book also answers the key question of why is it that we're going through incredible chaos and incredible challenges? We're going through so much right now, individually and globally. And look at the wars that have just propped up again. There's so much happening. The reason though, I, I'll be very brief here, but the reason that we're going through such havoc and humanity plus Mother Earth is because we're right in the midst between the old age of Pisces. Pisces represents, and we've been there for 2,000 years, and yes, I love what you said uh, about 2,000 years ago, the message of oneness and that everything is from within ourselves 
And yes, be kind and respectful towards others. And the beautiful messages that Jesus spread and the other the other leaders, spiritual leaders, the Buddha, Muhammad, everyone, Krishna, so many messages that came through. Back in the Pisces age, it's been, we're just wrapping up with 2000 years, is all about the competitive thinking we're separate, male dominance, thinking men and women are not equal, thinking that different cultures and different ways of life are not equal, thinking that war and aggression is the answer. That is so not serving us. And that age is actually wrapped up. The 2000 years of that age is up. We are moving into the age of Aquarius. And that is by they represented by collaboration and kindness and love and peace and harmony, respect, reverence for life, understanding unity consciousness. But to get there, Kevin, we have got to have the old come up to the surface to be dismantled, to be looked at, to be healed, to be dismantled. And that's where we're right in the midst of that. And every single soul on the planet right now are incredible souls who wanted to be at this very crux, this incredible, unprecedented time in all of humanity to be here in the midst of all this, what looks like chaos, and it is, and it's painful, painful, but it needs to happen in order for the new to come in. And so, yeah, again, the book describes key concepts in order to better birth the new earth to come in. And Joseph says certainly things to think about, uh, which there are. By the way, um, did you know that on good old Mother Earth, that 90% of the life forms that were here at one time are now extinct? 97%. Oh, gosh. The uh, astrophysicist uh, Tyson uh, gave, gave, me, gave us that number. And so consequently, our, um, our survival is not assured. Yeah. Uh, our survival will only be assured if we change what we're doing and begin to work together yeah. for positive change because we can't continue the way that we can't continue to do what we've been doing. It's, it's, it's a law of, uh, uh, what is it? Einstein's law of, uh, um, trying to, you know, the, the law of insanity, oh. doing, doing the same, it's doing the same thing and expecting yeah. a different result. It just yeah. doesn't. So, and that's, that's why I'm glad that you've written the book, Humanity's Cry for Change. Now, that is, you can get that everywhere, right? Yes, it is on Amazon, uh, Kindle version as well, and I'm happy to say audio version, as well as paperback. And you can also go to my website and buy it directly from me. I will ship it out to you. Um, my website is joyfulradiance.com. Buy from her, buy from her, buy from her. Yeah. She makes more money that way. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, and, and, and you can do that by just, and you can also subscribe to uh, these guys, a couple of meditations that are there you can subscribe yeah. to, and you've got a lot mm -hmm. of things. It's It really yeah. is great to, to have you here. Will you come back and talk to me again? Oh, I so would be so, so happy and honored, too. It's always wonderful to be here on your radio show, Kevin. I really, really appreciate your 
you're um, creating the container of such positive talk because I'll be very brief, even though we're going through such incredibly challenging times and it is extremely painful. I've had and continue to have pain in my life. We all do. Yet I am totally optimistic. I do know that we will reach the new earth. It will happen. It's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of shifts, a lot of chaos before we get there, but it will happen. I, I agree with you fully. And, and, and well, and if it doesn't happen, then we're going to be in a world of trouble. But, yeah. but I really believe that there are so many people and there are more people all the time yeah. that are looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, um, what we've been doing isn't working. So let's try something else and let's, yeah. let's do something else. And, and, and the universe and spirits and angels and all those folks are out there and they are cheering mm -hmm. us on, trying to get us they to, are. And, and by talking to more and more people like you, like Neil Donald Walsh, like uh, Gary Zukoff, like there are, so, there are just so many um, that are coming out with and have come out in the last 20 years yeah. with all these messages. So when, when do you think that the Pisces era is going to end and the age of Aquarius is going to get here? Well, technically, the Pisces age is over. It's just uh, that it's not like a black and white, oh, from one day to the next now. Right. So I believe it was 2012 and uh, it was officially over. But there's always that transition period. And I don't really know. I guess you could say the age of Aquarius started 2020 or 2012. I am not certain. I know that in some ways it started. There's a lot of people awakening on the planet, which which really means people are becoming more aware and asking questions. Hey, this isn't right. What can I do? Is there something I can do? Can I shift my consciousness? Why is there so much chaos happening in the planet? And how can I make a shift within myself so I can help not only myself, but others and my children? And what's the future of my children's children? I think a lot of people are really like, hey, questioning the status quo and like, yeah, yes, totally aware of all the different things that we must change. We need to stop hurting the Mother Earth. She's so generous with incredible abundance of food for us and other things. You know, how can we respect others? There's a million questions that people are, I think, are starting to like the stirring inside. And there's a deep pain of humanity that is crying out, saying, no more. My book talks about that. No more of this pain anymore. What can we do? And, you know, make no mistake, when you have one person making a change, you're adding positive to the collective. And imagine a hundred million people or a billion people doing that the shift is going to happen, and that's why I'm optimistic. I agree with you, and if, and if you want to take those hundred million people and put them on Positive Talk Radio so that they're listening here, that would be awesome. And <laughs> I that, would and, love that for you. <laughs> but it's we're doing we're doing fine. It's growing, and and we're having an impact, and that's the important part because yeah. mostly 
everybody, um, not everybody I talked to, but first of all, you said something that was really impressive earlier, which is people are being, the people are here now because they want to witness and be part of the big change. Think about, speaking of big change, think about the, the, uh, um, what it was like when you and I were born, like I was born in the late, late fifties and, and the changes that have happened. Yeah. Starting in my world in 63, um, going forward, changes are immense. And yeah. and so we need to recognize that and move forward with it and stuff. And so, and we can do that. We we really can. Um, yeah. And again, your website is joyfulradiance.com. I invite everybody to go there. Humanity's Cry for Change. If you want to work with Kate, they go to your website and they can work with you through there, right? Yes. Yeah, I work as a life coach and very much into the empowerment and giving my clients a chance to really be empowered to make change, focusing on building confidence and or changing, uh, shifting careers, but to have that empowerment and confidence to do that. And so, yeah, I would love to hear from everyone or anyone uh, and how I can support them. And there is a monthly e-newsletter that you can opt in and get two free heartwarming meditations that I recorded. Very nice. You've got you've got a full package. Go to joyfulradiance.com. And uh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Kate Hartsong, it's, it's, it really has been cool. And you're going to have to come back and do it again. And I thank you. Uh, and I see, you know, these changes are coming and they're going to come, I think, sooner rather than later. So, yes, I think they are. So is there anything else you'd like to add? You got a, a minute to talk to our audience about anything you'd like them to know. Uh, I would love to add this. Recognize the, please, no matter where you are, to recognize the greatness of who you are. If that's not easy, then just recognize the simple little things that make you feel good. All of us have incredible gifts to share. And when you can be in your empowerment, knowing that you deserve what good and you're just in a place of seeing the good of you, you're not better, you're not any less than anyone, but recognizing who you are. You're an incredible, wonderful person. So harness that. Believe in yourself. Start trusting yourself. Yes. And know who you are, and you are you are as good as anybody who's ever yes. walked the face of the earth. Absolutely. That is true. I know that to be true. And yeah. we're all here for a reason. We're all here for, yeah. for the fun. And besides the fact that this is just a fun place to be, um, yeah. for the most part. Sometimes yeah. it's pain, but we learn. Uh, Kate yeah. Hartsong, thank you so much for being here. If you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thank thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because 